Hey guys, and welcome to episode 43 of For The Kudos. This episode is brought to you by Sydney Marathon. I'm your host, Brett, and I'm here with... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, funny every time, come on. It is, it is. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Going pretty good, I reckon, yeah. A few things I need to address. There is, are a few things we a few need to address. Idiots out there <laughs> that don't understand the industry. <laughs> so, obviously, when we were setting up this uh, this beautiful studio space, we searched Oi. like got no ring lights on. And we're, we're, <laughs> we're back. Ring lights are on. Sorry about that little thing. I love how we're, you've just started by saying a few idiots out there. Yeah. <laughs> Our ring lights aren't on. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but no, we, when we started to set up this this studio, we were searching like um, like what th- in, for podcasting, what's like on, what's trendy in 2023. And they said a backdrop that's got creases in it. I know. You know, and people and people like replying, going, "Oh, you need to iron out that." No, no, you don't. You don't. People had straight backdrops. They're so far behind what is cool. Exactly. And so, we and just this is to like high tech soundproofing. Yeah, we have good sound quality because of these things. Yeah, the creases, so, the creases absorb. Yeah, yeah. Like if we if we iron it, it's going to sound like an echo chamber. I know. I just couldn't believe the idiots that were out there talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Like you right now, changing the changing the <laughs> light of your ring light. <laughs> Quick, make make myself pretty. All right, sorry for that little rocky start, everybody. Yeah. We have a, we have one rocky start every uh, every season, yeah. surely. But I forget my name. That was one. That was one. <laughs> that was, yeah. Um, Mori plant meat. Yeah, that was, was good. We thought there was going to be a big crowd, and it exceeded expectations. So someone Jack was saying yesterday, or someone was saying yesterday that people got turned away. Because they didn't have tickets and they came trying to buy tickets and they're like, no, we're not selling anymore or something. Well, I th- yeah, I heard it was 5,000 or 6,000 yeah. people there. Yeah. So that's crazy. Like, they they could have fit more in. Like Definitely. Where we were sitting, there was, oh, you could like pack it. But, Back straight um, was pretty, well, it wasn't. No, it was, yeah. It wasn't empty, but it wasn't no. jam packed. Yeah. Exactly. Front straight couldn't have fit. But it was the, the best crowd since Nitro. Yeah. And, 100%. Like the best crowd for a Nitro is kind of a special gimmicky thing where this is like proper athletics. Proper, yeah. Did you see? Um, I think maybe Lockie Morehouse posted it on Twitter, and it was like, put the event, put yeah. the event on, believe in yourself, and then like the crowd will come. And it was like last year to this year, yeah. And it was just insane. But it was the same people racing pretty much. In the yeah. Well, obviously, in, without the, the big name internationals, but yeah. Oh, they definitely just. Uh, I don't know. I think in past years they don't even advertise it. Like mm. I don't know who was making these decisions, but they did just did nothing about it. It's right. just like, and then you wonder why people don't. Do yeah, that. yeah. It's still crazy though. Like I think it was thirty bucks a ticket, but like Zadapex thirty bucks a ticket, and like some mm. of these other meets are thirty bucks a ticket, um, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, where this is a proper meet. Yeah. Good athletes. Um, that was like definitely a bit of thirty dollars. Yeah, you're happy to pay thirty bucks. But yeah. the ones like when you're going down to um, Box Hill, I can't remember which one I went to last year. And it was like there was just like twenty people there, and you're paying thirty bucks or like twenty five dollars or something yeah. to get in. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely did a very good job this year, and um, it was a yeah great meet. What was your highlight? Women's fifteen hundred. Yeah, it was cool. For that sure. was good. It was yeah. like yeah, it was um, like it went tactical and made it a, a yeah a pretty good race. So yeah, I just think uh, seeing that finish with Abby and Jess, like, yeah. I thought Abby had it with two hundred to go. Mm-hmm. Um, she stretched out a you know pretty big leg because it was a bit slower at the start, uh, and she was just flying. And then it's interesting, like where Abby was about ten meters off the back with one hundred and fifty to go, but it's like she's not giving, she's not thinking, oh, I've got second here. It's just like right, I can reel her yeah, in, yeah. and she got so close. And then Jess just obviously went again. Yeah, just that little bit of extra strength that Jess had. What was uh, your favorite? Um, I loved the the men's two hundred. I yeah. think that was obviously like the kind of marquee event, but um, just kind of seeing Curly, like you saw how much of a higher class he was yeah. in that last. Game, right? Yeah, like I don't remember if he with sixty. To yeah, go. I don't think he tried that first hundred. Yeah, just made it interesting for the crowd, and then he just like was like, all right, I'll just pick it up now. Like, how fun would that be to be able to do that and just because I feel like the distance guys when they're doing stuff like that they still have to like put in quite a lot of yeah. effort, right? Yeah. Like you can be a league above, but you're still pushing hard and like you know you're in pain. Whereas yeah. Fred was not in pain nah, at exactly. All. <laughs> um, it was good, but it's so cool seeing the crowd after like the the pitches. Um, 
uh, Beyond the Road took it. Uh, mm. And like they're from above and it's like I think one of Fred Curley, one of Ryan Browning and it's just like a sea of people around like trying to get autographs and stuff. Like that's, yeah, so that's good That's what you want to see from yeah. athletics. How's the, uh, how's the bloke? In the 200 start, dead quiet, and he's literally right near the starter. And it's just, yeah, absolutely dead quiet, the worst time possible. And he gets a phone call. And he's like trying to get his <laughs> trying to get his hand into his pocket. At that, at that moment, his hand like felt like it was the size of a car trying to get in his pocket. He's, he's like, trying to shove it in. And he's like, but you're also not wanting to do it so over the top so everyone knows it's you. Yeah. You know, so he's tr- trying to sort of like that. Like, he's like, oh, where's that coming from? Well, his hand's trying to. <laughs> Uh, so, so funny, um, yeah. No, it was a it was a very good meet, and I was yeah, I was just kind of happy to be there watching, seeing, seeing some good races. Stu in the MTC, old MTC, that was, really cool. it was pretty cool. <laughs> we were laughing that it was like, oh, fuck, that's so good of him to wear that. And it's like, do you reckon he probably could have got some normal just black Nike shorts yeah, because yeah. They, they were the old MTC shorts as well, and, and they're like, so bad, like parachute. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, it was definitely definitely good to see him doing. I wonder doing what because um, Sydney Track Classics on. Next week, I think, or I wonder what it's going to be like compared. Yeah, if they're going to get as much support, or um, still a bunch of big names going there. Yeah, so I don't know. It'd Sydney, be cool. I feel like Sydney's, Sydney's a f- good track too. Yeah. So, yeah, but. definitely. Um, yeah, Q and A with Dave McNeil came out. Yep. Uh, part one last week, number one, part one. Um, bloody insane. You used to look at like the comments and stuff, and then the DMs we get, and people mm. are just like froth it, and it's like. I'm sort of like worried to have him on because, you know, we're attention seekers he and he's stealing it from yeah, us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he might take this podcast over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, it's it's great. Um, stay tuned for part two coming out this week. Yep. Get into some training weeks. What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, really good week of training for myself. Um, started off the week with a 45-minute jog on the Monday. Um just, yeah, in, as I mentioned, every single week until it's building because it was 30 <laughs> minutes a few weeks ago. But just b- building that Monday run until I, yeah, um, get it up to an hour. Um, I ran an hour today. So next week you'll hear all about What's that. What's from 45 to an hour? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Stressy season. <laughs> Ooh. Um, That's a big jump for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a right little fella. <laughs> um so yeah, Tuesday morning went to the track, the Waverley track. Do you remember oh, one thing I was thinking about? What we f- promised that we would tell, and we forgot to tell, was the Rambo story <laughs> at the warming up at Waverley. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to tell though. It is hard no to one's going to find it funny. I know. Do you reckon? I reckon we could uh, explain it pretty quick, really quickly. This happened last week, and we forgot to tell the story. And it's just typical. It's typical Rambo. The week um, before World Cross happened. Yeah, it was the week yeah. before World Cross, and Rambo is obviously getting a lot of work done um, on his calves and making sure everything's everything's right. And we're warming up around the Waverley Glass Glass, <laughs> the Waverley Grass Oval, um, and Rambo's like standing at the entry to the oval doing like leg swings. And we run round and we, we're thinking like we're going to come and pick him up. Um, and he's looking at us a bit sort of like cheeky and he keeps doing the leg swings. So we think, oh, no, and we keep going for another lap. And then it's it's like he's been brewing and trying to think of something funny because he's going to get us all on the on the, uh, on the next lap. And a lot of the time the MTC warm-ups get really spread out. But this time there yeah, was about for some reason everyone was there. All bunched up, all eyes looking forward. And <laughs> Rambo... <laughs> <laughs> it actually still makes me cry thinking about it. Rambo steps onto the grass, looks behind us. Here we, we can do it now because we've got fucking video. Yeah. He's he's looking behind like this thinking, here we go, I'm going to make everyone laugh. He goes to start his Garmin, leans into the jog and then pretends that he's pulled his hammy <laughs> as if like, oh, fuck, like, like I'm injured again. And as he does that, his other foot steps onto this pile of mud and he just face plants <laughs> straight away and just goes straight into the dirt. And I reckon 30 people just like had to stop their watch. We were laughing screaming, so hard. Like, screaming at him. Was, and he was like bright red in the face, <laughs> but he was laughing. And it was one of those things where like, it took us like 200 meters to recover and just process. Because him falling would have been funny enough. That was funny enough. But when you were going over the top to try and to make, make a joke, joke laugh, yeah. and it's like... <laughs> but then like we got over it and then we come back past and see there's like a meter long like sl- slide in the mud. <laughs> the big the big foot slide where he's <laughs> size 16. Vimero <laughs> has gone sliding through the mud. Oh, oh shit. Oh, that was funny. It was so funny. 
It was like a point where people couldn't run properly because they're laughing, Cause laughing can't so breathe. Much. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the. It, do, it doesn't happen often, but yeah. it's one of the best feelings. Um. So yeah, Tuesday back at Waverley. Obviously, the warm up was nowhere near as entertaining yeah. as that. Um. Had a session of a two k lap jog, one k lap jog, two k lap jog, one k lap jog, and then five four hundreds with a minute break. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know six k of work and then then some faster. 400s um, to make up the 8K total. Uh, the 2K was 74s. The K was 70s. The next 2K was 72s. And then the last K was 68s. Um, and I just sat on the back of the uh, the group for the first like few. And then on this, on the um, second 2K, we were supposed to run like 70s and Archie Reed like went to the went to the front and I think he dropped like a 67 or something and we sort of broke away from the group and I was just sitting on him and I felt really good and I was like, oh shit, this is, I couldn't even run 600 at this mm. the other, the other um, week. Uh, and then, yeah, got through that rel- relatively, um, yeah, incident free. And then <laughs> uh, the five 400s with a minute break were supposed to be slow, fast, slow, fast, fast. Um, so it was like 68, 64, 68, 64, 64. That was the, the, the point of it. But Collis said, if you can go faster than 64, I want you to go faster than 64. On all of them or just the last? On all, all of them, yeah. So um, we went 64, 62, sorry, 68, 62, 68, 60, 59. Okay. And that's like the first time I have run under like 66 pace for like six months, let alone 59. And yeah. who are you doing fuck those up, with? Up sore. Uh, Ed Marks was doing those faster faster ones um, and uh, like the, the 60s and Barber was leading us out, of course. Trusty <laughs> yeah. Barber. Trusty Barber getting dropped in the main. Where was he for the 2Ks and yeah, 1Ks? exactly. <laughs> Nowhere to be seen. Um, but yeah, it was just good to good to uh, you know get back running, running sort of like more like what I remember I used to run like. Um, Tuesday night, went to the gym. Did a lot of like heavier stuff that I'm doing now, just trying to get swole. <laughs> Wednesday, um, hour easy. And I was supposed to, you know, I've been doing um, thresholds Thursday morning and Collis sent me a message uh, on Wednesday, Arvo, just saying, hey, go Friday because of the the meat, the Mori plant meat. A lot of people weren't training hard on um, Thursday morning. So I said, why don't this week you go Friday with Brett? And I'll tell you what, that the two, like the, the two runs... Um, like a Wednesday, Thursday before the threshold is so much like better on your oh, body. Oh, so stress-free as well. Just notice it's it. A, yeah. Yeah, because that, as I said, like usually I've, and because I've, you know, only just back into the gym. So that Wednesday morning run, I've got like fatigue from the session. I've got physio the night before, so I'm sore from that mm-hmm. and then got DOMS and I'm running just going, well, I've got to try and get this out of my legs before threshold yeah. tomorrow. Whereas the Wednesday run, I was tired. Who cares? I've got another hour the next day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, did did both of those. Then Friday morning, I went with you to Port Melbourne. Um, pretty windy out there. Always is, no matter what time hmm. of day you start. We went early too. We went yeah, seven thirty. Starting the warm up at seven thirty. Um, yeah, f- just went. I had four k out along the along like towards from Port Melbourne um, towards like our Woods and Kilda Way, um, and then thirty second. Uh, recovery so it's like 15 seconds out 15 seconds back and then 4k back again um, and I was like 306 or 307 pace on the way out and then like 315s on the way mm. back at the same heart rate um, which is fine you know it's like I, I would to be honest I wasn't even looking at pace I just had it on the heart rate screen um, and it's sort of it's sort of interesting to know because you check it I checked it with like 400 to go and I was like oh 315 geez, okay <laughs> Um, but yeah, felt felt good to, to good to get that done. Um, and then Friday did a, another hour easy, and then went to the gym again for my second session. Holy shit! I've started like the, the second day that I do. I don't know if I mentioned to you like off air on the podcast or, or I don't forget when. But um, Richie Johnson getting me to do the stuff with the metronome. Did I tell yeah, you about it? Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, well, we might have yeah. talked about it already. Um, saw Richie Johnson this morning when I was running, actually. Did you? Mm. There you go. Got it, Richie. I'll bring that up next week in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> um, but the I just can't believe that. Like, I've always thought DOMS, you, I get it when I'm like lifting heavy or doing something with like, you know, some sort of like really small muscle group that I, mm. haven't, that I haven't really used much before. But 
the this the main metronome um, exercise I do is just a calf raise at 120 BPM. You know, it's just simple bouncing. Yeah, simple yeah, house yeah. techno track 120. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I've got the metronome out. And it's one of those things that I just have to do it for 30 seconds and I've got my watch on, I've got the met- metronome and you just bounce, pretty much bouncing. It's just a calf raise, but to 120 BPM is like pretty fast. Yeah. So you like bouncing. And it's like the thing where the first 10 seconds of it, you think this isn't even hard. Why am I even doing and this? It gets hard the second quickly. 10 seconds, it's like, oh, I'm now feeling this. And then the last 10 seconds, you can't even do it. Yeah. Like, I'm like wobbling and stuff. And I have been so sore since. So that was Friday. That's all Saturday. Was Sunday. Now we're on Monday, and I'm still so so. Like every time I get up, I'm like, "Fuck!" It's just cooked. I'm like, "Is my body cut out for this anymore?" <laughs> I swear, you always have doms from any anything not to do with running, like gym or anything. You yeah. always got doms. Got doms. The worst doms anyone's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Chelsea said to me last night, and she was not not kidding. She said, "Like I don't mean this in a bad way, but without a doubt, in my entire life, you are the biggest sook I've ever met." Yeah. She, she, why don't and she ask like, us this? And, and I was sort of laughing and then I go, you're not joking. She goes, no, like I'm genuinely not kidding. Yeah. You're the biggest sook I've ever met in my life. There's always fucking something. You, yeah. just, you just can't like, oh, this, oh, this. Every time you get sick, it's the worst sickness <laughs> anyone's ever had. The next time you get sick, it's worse than that sickness. Every time you get sore, 10 out of 10 pain. The next time you get sore, it's worse than that, still 10 out of 10 pain. <laughs> it's because my scale keeps going higher and higher. <laughs> But if I reflect back on it, that sickness I got and I did say was 10 out of 10 back in like 2012. It's only four out of 10. My scale's increasing. Um, Oh, shit. Saturday, uh, just did a ride, cross-training on my day off. And then Sunday was a 90-minute run from... Clifton Hill, and I just went out through the through the trail, um, out towards Yarra Flats. And I thought to myself, you know how bad I am at guessing like distance of loops, right? Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, I've got to go. Like, it's about ten k out, ten k back, ten and a half k out, half k back. I wonder where I'll get to. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I'll get to the Eaglemont um, tennis courts. Like in my head, I'm like, I wonder if I'll get there. I fucking was like four k past there. It felt yeah. like I was so far away, and I'm like. This is taking Man, you're ages. You're so close to that. Right? Yeah. I know. I don't know why. I think I'm like still thinking I was in Richmond or something. Yeah. It just doesn't. But yeah. it. Because uh, I swear from Richmond it used to be like 10 or 12K. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just, I'm just, a, I'm just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Simply put, um, 96K for the week. So creep into get the, in there, get get in into there, the triple the digits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about yourself? Um, yeah. Like. An okay week, but not my best. Um, started off Monday, this is after World Cross with 16K. I, like, I actually felt fine. Like My body can, like wasn't sore at all from it. Um, 16K in the Monday nah, morning? Like, yeah, which was 66 minutes. Okay. I just did like a loop kind of Sully Park and yeah. then a loop around Fairfield yeah. and back. And that just happened to be... Yeah, you've always over. said like when you're not really happy with the race, you've got to like go out the next day Do and run a bit lo- longer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Make up for it. <laughs> um, and then I ran in that afternoon and then I wasn't doing a long run on – I didn't do a long run on Sunday, so I wasn't doing a session on Tuesday. I was just doing a long run. So I did um, – I went out to uh, – Yarra Flats? Yeah. Where's the other place I started? Studley. Eaglemont. No, no, no. The, it's Studley. Oh, no, no. Fuck. Cheese guys. Stradbroke. Stradbroke. Yeah, yeah. And I did only two hours and five minutes. Um, it's just kind of like three Eaglemont. Pretty long for like a midweek, but I suppose you're in marathon. Oh, but it is, yeah, but yeah. like I guess that's – it's like it's instead of a session, so it's like a yeah. long one. But and I then, remember when we used to do um, – when anyone would ever run long after a race would only ever be 90 minutes, I swear. Yeah, but like how many two-hour runs you do? Huh? How many two-hour runs have you ever done? Me? Yeah. Oh, close to a thousand. A two-hour run for me is an 80-minute run for you. So it's like <laughs> that's why I'm out here doing two hours five. So it's like an 82-minute yeah, run. Yeah, you're being cooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of went into Westerfeld and, and uh, the hill loop through Eaglemont and back. Yeah. Afternoon off and then an hour. Why did you have the afternoon off? Cooked. No, because I ran two hours and five minutes in the thing. And then, uh, yeah, an hour in the evening. Um, on Wednesday. Sorry, hour in the morning on Wednesday. Yeah. And then Pulse Run in the evening. How many people? There was... Um, people starting to taper for the Pulse 5000, I reckon. Yeah. No, it was a de- decent turnout there. Yeah. Love to get a few more girls out there. If any girls yeah. want to come for a run on the... For a pulse run on Wednesday afternoon, not this Wednesday, but the the one after. Yeah, Wednesday's a pulse, the pulse, pulse, ride, pulse, but yeah, 
Oh, Pulse 5K. What pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to come to the pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I got a blood test on Wednesday um, just because I have been feeling, I don't know, for a few weeks I've just been feeling like, I don't know, the running's not as easy as it usually is. Um, and also in my, like my long runs, I've been feeling shit really. What kind of shit? Like I just... I don't know. Usually, like doing long runs, like there's like and long run at four minute k is usually like real easy for me. Like it doesn't like I can do it. Where I'm kind of like struggling to get to two hours a little bit. Like I just getting towards the end, I'm like, oh, like fuck. Yeah, but tired, struggling, not unfit, struggling, or is it like breathing even? Oh uh, well? no, I'm breathing fine. Yeah, it's just T- like tired, legs heavy and, legs is yeah. pretty much what it is. And then also like I did that twenty by a k, the seven by two k, and then this Friday I did the six by three k, and kind of. Each one I would be like good for like 30, 40 minutes and then I'd just get like super tired. Yeah. Like I would just be like feel like I was running out of energy, just like being no no good. Like in the two Ks, like I kind of like there were the last two reps were like instead of six or like six oh four and six oh eight. So not like terrible, but yeah. like You've my done effort. Before, yeah, but my hours trying so hard. Yeah. And then this week, um, like I did was doing the six by three K and like the first three like a three minute K is like and I feel fine. And then the next one, like then I, I do turn around, I'm coming back into the wind. So it is obviously harder. But the next one was like um, 906 uh, or something. So like just a little bit off. And then the next one was like 950. Yeah. Like I like it had a proper blow up yeah. in it. And I was just like, but it's not my breathing. Like I, my, I'm doing it and I'm fine. And I just, but my legs just feel so heavy. Yeah, and you're just so tired. Yeah. And like, but like day to day, I feel not too bad. Like, it's I'm just not, in running. Yeah. So, no, anyway, like I've kind of skipped a bit forward in a year. But uh, I just, who cares about what I did on Thursday? Um, but then, uh, yeah, like, who cares what I did on Thursday? People go back and check. You did 60K in <laughs> Bernie Creek and you're wondering why you're so fucked. But yeah, I got my blood test back after that. Six, so I only did five by three k. I like didn't do the last one because I was just stanking, going no good. And then I, um, yeah, got my blood test back, and I have low iron. And it's not like ridiculously low, but kind of for a male distance runner, yeah, um, training like I do, it's it's low. So um, I'm seeing doctor today. I, hope, I don't don't know what. What were gonna say? You must you must be happy though because it's fucking sometimes. Oh yeah, it's, it's like when, yeah when I and because I just have been. It's like I don't know. When I do think about it, I've kind of have been tired for a little bit, um, and like I haven't trained that good. Yeah, for a while. Ever like I did yeah. like a couple of weeks of good sessions where we did like the eight by k at Waverley, and then the next week we did the eight um, hundreds, yeah. and I was like both good in that, but like I also reckon I, I'm like saying it's good because um, like I haven't hadn't been going that well, mm. um, but and like I feel like what we've done is like. I ran the marathon. That's three months ago now, but like I ran the marathon, and then um, when I'm getting back into training and like I'm struggling a little bit, like yeah, it's just because like you ran a marathon, and then I was a bit sore, and then kind of ran well cross trial, um, and like have a few more bad sessions. Like oh, yeah, it's hot weather. There's like always, always these little stupid excuses, yeah. and like and then now you're like, all right, it's been like three months of I'm kind still of feeling pretty. Uh, yeah, and so. Uh, and like then you like I start doing the the faster sessions, which I'm I know I'm not, not as good at, but yeah. like you kind of when you run, run bad, you justify it. You're like oh I'm marathon runner now, like, sure. I'm not supposed to be good at that. Yeah. Um. And then I start going bad in the longer sessions. It's like yeah, because you're like doing these hard, you're getting better at the other things. So it's just like yeah, I'm just bad everywhere at the moment. Yeah. So um yeah, I don't know. So I wouldn't say you're bad everywhere. You're just not. You're not feeling like you should. Yeah. I still think it's warranted going to get a going to get a um a blood test, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, cause you're, you're, yeah. you're running like shit. But I wouldn't say you're just bad everywhere. Yeah, but I still think like I don't think I've been going that good. That good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm like I'm not running terribly, but I'm just not running good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like, also the doctor he'll probably just say eat some steaks and stuff. But yeah, and since, so since Friday, all I've been eating is red meat. Probably. Yeah. Whatever the opposite thing is, I'll get that. <laughs> like, they do, do a blood test with you, you've got dangerous levels of high. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need to chill out. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of frustrating um, just because, like, I do have a marathon in eight weeks. So it's like. It's frustrating, I think, when I was speaking to Charlotte when we were doing this because we were cooling down because we did something shorter, um, Charlotte Purdue on Friday, and we were talking about. Uh, she was asking about how my running's going and I said, I go, yeah, it's good. Like, you know, it's, I feel like I'm, even though 
training sort of hard. Every time I go to a session, I'm working so fucking hard, but I don't have an injury really. Mm. Um, you know, I have a bit of soreness, but I'm like, it feels good to be back running regularly. And then Charlotte goes, you take it for granted Definitely. when you are, everything is going so well. And, you know, you just like, and she goes, even then you'll complain because you might like, you you know, you're running really well and you're like, oh, I'm a bit tired. I'm a bit yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's like, and I think I set pretty high expectations of myself that I should be doing everything to feel 100% all the time. Yeah. So, which is genuinely. And, and, and I come in to every single run, every single race, wanting to have my best ever race, best ever session kind yeah. of thing, knowing that like, I know it won't happen, but like, that's what I expect. Yeah. Um, so it does, yeah, I don't know. Now that's not happening, but I do have to try to work out. What, yeah. You want to try and get I back there. Yeah. yeah. Because you, but yeah, you sort of have to realize like the, the human body physically cannot, it doesn't, it doesn't work like where you can just, just feel like peak. Yeah. I know, all definitely. Year through, yeah. you know, how yeah. many fucking, but I also thinking, I think like as well, I, my, um, kind of, we talk about our, the scales. Yeah. My, my scale, like I, I can be tired yeah yeah and for sure. and for me i'm like yeah i'm doing marathon training i expect yeah. that and like this is a different where theory. yeah where i um i don't know i kind of just like get get into the used to being tired as well and like me being tired is me thinking i'm feeling good as yeah. well yeah and i just kind of have got so used to always feeling tired mm. and now now i'm like kind of stepped over the edge and then I, when i think about it back i'm like you know what maybe i've been tired for a fair while now yeah um but i've just kind of i just Go yeah, no worries. This is what I am. Yeah, and, yeah for sure. That's interesting. How many marathons have you done in the last twelve months? Two. Yeah. Mm. Twelve months. Mm. Okay. In the last, from the start of last year to now, still two. two. Interesting. I don't know where I was thinking. I was. I did a, my long run yesterday. I was thinking about how many marathons you'd done. I came up with about seven in the last <laughs> in the last three months. <laughs> I did. I did Melbourne in December and the, the year before. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, so I was counting. But still, it yeah. doesn't like. No, no, it's actually yeah. less than. So you went Melbourne and you won that. Yeah, and then you went London, which was October. Yeah, and, and ran and 209. ran two hundred nine. Then two hundred seven in. December. In December. Yeah. And then this one, you know. Okay, so I was counting those four, but I'd compress it into about a 10-month period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're wondering well, yeah. why I think that it's only yeah. like... <laughs> but I don't think it's that. I think it's just that I, I don't know. Like, I do train hard. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I do get skinny sometimes as well. Mm. I like, and I was speaking to my dietitian. Oh, I've got to speak at ChatGPT because I spoke to Jess Rothwell and she said, looked at what my thing, my plan was. She said, that's terrible. Yeah. So, Which is exactly what we were talking about when, you know, people are yeah. us our chat GPT um, programs and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, well, we were even talking off air before. It's like, fuck, uh, not chat GPT, but like um, AI, AI now yeah. can master the podcast. And it's like, if we show Darth, he'll be like, yeah, they can, but it sounds pretty shit. Yeah, you exactly. know? So it's like, yeah. when, when you look at it from a professional, we're pretty much just saying like, please don't take our podcasting jobs. <laughs> AI just like. Um, yeah, but like I don't really eat that much red meat either. So I don't know. Like I guess like now when I sit and think about everything, like mm. I can kind of see some reasons why. But you know, it does like annoy me as well when I think about it. Like or like I'm getting like low iron right now. And you have like I know I race people that are drug cheats as well. Yeah. And so it's like I'm on like the complete opposite end where I'm like, because I'm trying to keep up with drug cheats, yeah. I'm actually like ruining my body yeah. and getting like that's less benefits because of it because yeah. I'm chasing drug cheats. So like I reckon that's like, it's definitely so frustrating like that with with drug cheats because it's not that they're just like getting extra advantage. Yeah, they're they're making like also you making you go down. People, that's why people get injured. Yeah. People get sick. So which, yeah, it does kind of Because you're trying to chase like, something that is humanly impossible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, naturally yeah. impossible. Yeah, and like you see people that run like, whatever for a half or a marathon and what training they do and you're like, Jesus, is that what it takes? Yeah. But, and like, and I've seen plenty of people go out there try to copy it and get absolutely yeah. cooked. Yeah, because their fridge isn't filled with vials. Exactly, like, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's, it's fucking, a bad thing about our sport. But, um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'll see the doctor today and hopefully. But I, Nick just said, keep like running, like keep running, um, won't do anything. I might do something hard tomorrow. I don't know. Obviously what the doctor says, but just... Until I know more, just keep running. So yeah, I think it's good that you're like on top of it because other athletes 
sometimes like will fight it in their head and then they bury themselves into the point of like yeah. no return where you like end up having to fucking pull out of London because he cooked, mm. right? Like how many times have we seen it where an athlete is tired and then they just go, oh, I'm unfit or whatever. And then you just like keep fighting, fighting, fighting. You're digging yourself a grave. Yeah. But, well, wait for my Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, I, just, I did uh, two hours on Sunday, Capital City. Yeah, and then afternoon run. <laughs> Did you actually? Oh no! <laughs> Little sneaky afternoon run. Yeah, How far was it? Six point seven k. Hundred and seventy-one point nine k. Coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit over half. <laughs> I can have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. <laughs> and be in front of you. Don't say that to me because I'm competitive and I'll run like 180, okay. I'll have 180k <laughs> next week and I'm stressing you. Know, I was thinking about this the other day when me and you used to, um, uh, we'd be on runs and we'd be like, I'm feeling so good. I can just run this pace and we'd like start sprinting <laughs> and we would like see who would like pussy out. First. <laughs> I remember that. The thing that, yeah, or like when we, when I, I said something like, well, I was so dumb. Um, when we were going up that like steep hill on the afternoon run and I just go, I go, I've got, I was being arrogant. I go, I've got speed. And you go, you're not, you're fucking shit. You have not. And I go, I'll beat you to the top of this hill. And you go, you won't. And I took off before you and went so fucking hard. And you didn't catch me, but you were trying. But it was just like, we got to the top and we both look at each other and we're like, well, that is how you get like injured. Exactly mm-hmm. doing something like that. Yeah, since then you've had two years of on and off injuries. That was, that was, that was, that was yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Good so, week, yeah, right? hopefully, I don't know. I just have to keep going. And in the famous words smart. of, in the famous words of Brett Robinson, you'll be right. It'll be right. <laughs> no, nah, it should be right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, eating heaps of red meat, heaps of iron tablets, and we'll. See, watch this space. Big things coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we've got an interview with Wayne Lydon coming up, um, who is the organizer of Sydney Marathon, yep. which we're partnering with Race at the moment. Director. Yeah. Um, so it's good. He, he goes over a lot of like the big things coming. Yeah. For, for it, but yeah, just to do with the Something course. Exciting. Can't yeah. wait to. It's I like, know. And we'll, and through uh, the next couple of months, we'll be kind of releasing more, more updates when they give it to us, which would be good. Yeah. Um, but just a reminder, I've still got the train with FTK. Um, two runners keen to run their first marathon in Sydney. Um, send us in 200 words or less. Why yeah. we should pick you. Yeah. And you can contact us at via our emails, either joel or brett at um, or you can send in a DM. But we are copy pasting those messages and putting them into word counters. Yes. So it's over 200. Yes, you get, There's been a few. Yeah, been a couple. And then they're like, they're apologizing, going, I know this is, and it's like, you're still adding to yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. like, it's like, if it was 205, we would have accepted it. Exactly. And now it's 230 right now. 2.30 with the apology. Get the fuck out of here. But yeah, it has to be your first marathon. Um, and and the winners will receive an entry to Sydney Marathon plus a five hundred dollar gift pack. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. Like we're getting lots of entries, but we yeah we want to get more. We want to get more. Um, it's just yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and also, you know, we've had a lot of people asking, um, you know, whether they're fast enough. And there is no no there is no pace rule for this. We don't we don't care if you want to run four hours. Fuck it, like it's great. Five hours, whatever. Apply. And, and and we'll um we'll decide. Yeah. But it's not we're not to be honest, we're not really going off um because like we've had some people like applying with like all their PBs and stuff. And it's like that's not really what it's about. We were trying to, you know, get like an in, a good story, interesting yeah, story exactly. from people um of why they want to do it. So Yeah, we'd love to get heaps of um FDK runners, listeners up there and because uh, we'll be up there for the weekend. So it'd be good to yeah, if there's heaps of people out there running and, and we can all kind of meet up to maybe a little shakeout before the race or something. But Definitely we'll be doing um, that. It's going to be a very build, good event. Build those shakeout runs so that, yeah. you know, we've, we've, we've done a few of them in the past and we get more numbers every time. So hopefully at Sydney we've got like, you know, 10, 20,000 people there. Yeah, the whole race maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, enjoy the interview. Now we have race director for Sydney Marathon, Wayne Larden with us. Thank you, Wayne. How are you? G'day, Robo. G'day, Joel. How are you, boys? Good, thank you. Um, getting excited for this. It's uh, we noticed with the the new branding of Sydney Marathon just coming out, so things are starting to kick into gear. Yeah, I know it's exciting. It's been you know a pretty long journey actually getting to um, you know signing the candidacy agreement. Like I think last year it was only signed literally six weeks before the twenty two event, so didn't really have that much time to 
implement many changes. It was sort of a bit of a step process, but, you know, 2023 now, you know, we just launched the new brand. You're going to see the new Sydney Marathon in, you know, full steam. It's um, the program you know, we've got organised, the marketing program we've, we're about to roll out or it's just started rolling out and what we're going to be doing, you know, out there on the day to make, you know, Sydney Marathon you know, so much more exciting, so much more fun, um, you know, more enjoyable course, a better route, um, you know, so many different things. More like, and, and another big one is, um, you know, big entertainment program out on the course. I mean, effectively, what we're trying to do um, this year, and you'll see it, um, is replicate a world marathon major. You know, obviously, the scale will be smaller because we're still a candidate race, but we're sort of make, taking, you know, really strong steps towards that. Yeah, so like speaking of that candidate um, program and, and it being a candidate race, um, why have the majors decided to add more races? Um, from, you know, what I've been told, the, the race directors got together um, collectively. It's sort of each of the race directors sort of formed the, the, uh, the, the group or the partnership or executive, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they developed the strategy for the World Marathon Majors um, as a series. Um, what they sort of agreed and what they realised and agreed was that, you know, really the the existing majors events are pretty focused on North America and Europe. Um, you know, when you think about three being in the US, two in Europe and only one outside of there in Tokyo. So they decided that they wanted to be more accessible to the global running community um, and to be more accessible, um, they determined that they needed to have um, another race or up to three in other continents. So that's sort of how the candidacy program started on the basis that the World Marathon Majors Series wanted to grow and be more accessible. Is it true, Wayne, that you have to meet the criteria uh, for two years in a row before gaining the World Major Marathon status? Yeah, that's right. Um, so... The, the sort of the consensus between the race directors was that they would be willing to have up to an additional three races um, in the series um, and therefore they've appointed three candidate races so first one being Chengen in um, in in China second one being Cape Town in South Africa and the last spot going to Sydney um, now what happens from um, being appointed a candidate race is that each of us need to meet a, a 104 point criteria two years in a row. Um, now, the initial term is three years, so two years out of the three years of um, candidacy, though is, candidacy can be extended if a race is making great progress and, and the race directors feel that it's, you know, the right sort of race and city to be added to the, to the World Marathon Majors. So, yes, we do need to meet criteria two years in a row. That's also, I think, one thing that a lot of people didn't realise is, um, you know, a lot of us in Australia thought that we were competing against China and South Africa for this spot. But is it true that we can all get it? Correct. That's right. You're, you're exactly right. So all three of us could get in. Um, so we're not competing against them, although, you know, obviously we want to be the leader. We want to be the one that they want the most um, and we want to be the one that achieves it first. So um, that's our goal. Um uh, you know, so whilst we're not competing, you know, internally and we for me, we are. I thought it was funny last year when um, there's an athlete from South Africa pacing Makoko, and I'm like, he's helping the Australians out. I'm like, <laughs> and then uh, then I found out later that everyone can make it too. So yeah, yeah. Um, money helps too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I um, yeah, I saw you at London Marathon this year, and um. There is nothing like the majors, is there? I remember going to my first one. I went to Boston Marathon and, and I watched um, probably yeah, in 2013 and then I've run London, run New York and it's like the buzz around the city when they're on, it's just it's just crazy. Like you know that there's a marathon on, everyone's there about it. You go into like the cafes and people are talking about it and then again like after the race as well, it's like you, you go to the pubs and like you get a free drink because you, you finish his medal and things like that. There's like, like a big community atmosphere going on. Um, what do you think make these major marathons so special? Uh, mate, you're right. Like, I mean, 
I've been to plenty of them as well. I, I remember running London in 1995, um, even back then, and I was only doing it as a test um, time trial sort of thing, not doing the full race um, because I was meant to do another marathon in Vienna, I think, a few weeks later. Anyway, I, I, I remember being, you know, in the not quite the lead pack but the second pack for that first 15K and thinking, oh, my God, this is unbelievable, just the noise, you know, the the sheer volume of people, not not runners or families of runners, it's just people who live on the course or nearby or whatever, just out there cheering these runners running the marathon like all day long. It was crazy. Um, you know, the, I think the biggest difference in my opinion um, between the majors and any other race in the world pretty well is how the city the, and the country embraces the event. Um, and how they get behind running on that day. And, and, on, and on that day, running is the number one sport in the country, right? Now, that doesn't happen very often. It should be like that every day, but I can tell you it, it's not like that. And that's why I'm so excited about this opportunity for – it's not for Sydney. I, I keep saying this. This, this is for Australia. Um, you know, the impact of us securing a world marathon major in Australia on the sport of running – will last for decades and it will be incredibly positive you know from the juniors who you know like so imagine imagine that young i'm just talking about back to london imagine that young six-year-old on the side of the road watching well it wasn't mo farah but let's pretend it was mo farah running down the street and he's inspired to go and train and run and try and run you know for his school or his 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 you know state or his country maybe one day or even if it's just a kid who's who does that and becomes really nice, fit and healthy and doesn't make a team, but he's been inspired by the World Marathon major event in their home country. Um and, and that's not that wouldn't be an isolated case. This would be happening to thousands of kids. So you've got that whole motivating kids to be healthy and um, you know, strive to compete and all of that stuff. So that's that's at a children's level, right? But then you've got the whole incredible increase in commercial interest in the sport of running and i can tell you it's real it's absolutely real even in candidacy um you know we're having conversations with brands who wouldn't even talk to us before um and we're talking about numbers that you know you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think about before but now that we might be a major and we will be a major they believe we will because everyone else does um we're having conversations with brands who would never have invested in our sport before Right now, that's got to be good, not just for the event because we're getting revenue out of it. I mean, it is good for us, but it's good for the athletes because if a brand starts investing in an event, a running event, they're going to start investing in the talent, the influencers, and all of the other people and 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 associated parties to to you know that go alongside and with a running event like Sydney Marathon. Um, you know, for the sport, for the clubs, you know, there's there's got to be a flow-on effect to clubs. Um, you know, and we we've we've every intention of maximising the value of the World Marathon Majors in Australia right around the country. But we need the runners from right around the country to embrace it now so we get there. Um, you know, it's not just a Sydney event. It's not just – this is an Australian event. All parochial interests aside, I mean, we all love our state marathons, but in the next two years, three years, we need everyone we need everyone running Sydney. If you're a half runner, it's time to step up. Why do people run a half of a marathon anyway, by the way? We'll come back. <laughs> no <that>. idea. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll come back to that. But, you know, Victorians, Melbourne, um, club runners, marathon runners, people who do Melbourne Marathon, Gold Coast Marathon, all of the other events, you can still do those events. But we need you to run Sydney too, right? Because the impact, when we make it, the impact is going to be felt right around the country. Yeah, I think when you um, like you said a good point then about the flow on effect. But and I think back to one of my training partners, uh, Charlotte Perdue, who runs in the London Marathon every year. But she started with running the, I think they call it the Mini London, or um, it's like this the the kids race. And their footage comes out every year of her running as a kid down to the finish line, and then her finishing as a as an adult and like running ridiculous times now. Um, but that's like that kind of thing of like um, seeing London Marathon 
on TV and then gone down running and then now she's an elite runner mm-hmm. and one of the best runners in the world. And and, and you meet people um, all through London who have had something to do with London Marathon and just seen it and that's why they run. That's why they do – their park runs have a 1,000 people in them um, every week. And it's just like it makes the running community so much bigger. So it, it is it is a whole community thing and it's not just the benefit of – of, of Sydney Marathon, it's it, there'll be benefits everywhere. Yeah, it's funny. Um, when when I get asked to brief, you know, government ministers or you know people who who aren't who don't have a background in running, um, and don't understand what the World Marathon Majors is, I, I just say to them, imagine New York City Marathon or London Marathon being picked up and put in Sydney forever, and they go, okay, got it. They all say the same thing. Okay, I get it. <laughs> the the impact it's going to have is yeah, it's going to be insane, and as you said, last for decades. Um, Wayne, we've talked we've talked about uh, you know what's going to happen if Australia or when Australia gets this uh, world major marathon status. Can we talk a little about exactly what needs to be done to get Sydney over the line? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I, I've got to be careful how I frame some of the answers here or some of the what I'm going to say because I'm, I'm not technically allowed to mention specific criteria but I, I'll, I'll get around that so uh, if it's if it sounds a little convoluted you'll, you'll understand why but um, out of the out of the 104 point criteria we we are meeting well we met last year with six weeks lead time 89 of those right so they're ticked off already now they're ticked off and, and they'll stay ticked off. Um, you know, there's, I mean, some of those things are, are just, uh, I guess, benchmark checks, uh, you know, of a potential host city, like, for example, you know, is it safe? Does it have clean air? Um, is there a finishing you know, clock? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, things like that. It's sort of, you can't really change it. It either has or it doesn't have it, right? But um, the key the key areas of focus for us really are quite narrow, right? Um, the first one and the most important one, which is why I, I keep sort of um, trying to reiterate the importance of this um, event and, and becoming a world major to all of Australia, is that we need to triple our finisher numbers, right? Um, now, that's a that's a firm, hard criteria that we have to achieve to, to, to make it into the majors. So we have to, you know, if you know our event, then you'll be able to work out very quickly what that that new finisher number needs to be. Um, so we need to triple our finisher numbers. Um, now, that's a that's a big increase, right? Um, and, and, in fact, from an en- entry perspective, and I, I can mention entry perspective, we've got to target 17,500 entries um, because you've got that t- about 10 to 12% drop-off from, from entry to, to start um, on any any given year. So we're targeting 17,500. The, the second one is one we weren't far off, but we will get this year, but we are going to focus on because we want to actually go well beyond what's in the criteria. And that is the is a set number of people um, that need to be on the course cheering runners um, on the marathon route. Um, and we, we're going to be going for about 300,000 this year. Um, the criteria is, is, is less than that, um, more than – well, <laughs> you don't want to just meet the criteria, though. You want to smash it out of the park. Well, we, right? we want to smash it, so we we want to triple the criteria, right? Um, last year we were almost there, not quite, probably about seventy, eighty percent. Um, but we we you know we're part we're about to partner with the Daily Telegraph, and what they're really interested in is um, community engagement and getting Sydney siders out on the streets cheering runners and also helping us with you know securing um entries from you know you know sydney and and interstate so that's number two Uh, that one will achieve but like i said i want i I think about london and i think about new york and and i think you know we've got a long way to go to be you know even in the ballpark of those events so i don't want to just stop at the criteria i want to i want to go as far as we can so we're spending a heap of money on you know fan zones, on entertainment, entertainment on the course, coffee, free coffee outlets, all sorts of things like that, right around the course. Um, comms get trying to encourage people to come out, uh, activities and, and and all things like this, right? And then working with the Telegraph to you know reinforce that. Um, so that's the that's the second one. The third one is delivering um, 
delivering a sort of how do I phrase it a world marathon a world marathon majors um, style expo. Um, now you know we all know that runners who travel interstate or overseas they want to go and spend some time in the expo. They want to wander through the stalls, buy some kit, look at the you know branded merch, um, event merch, um, and just spend a few hours there with their friends. Um, now we need to grow our expo significantly. Um, we've actually secured a, a new venue um, that has capacity for well a lot more stands than what we've ever had before. Um, we're working with new partners to help us target brands to come and take those stands, interesting and relevant brands, not just, you know, 70 charities um, in, in a booth um, because that's not really adding much to the experience. Uh, so we want runners to come along and just have a really good expo experience, right? You'll have to have an FTK one where Brett can set, set up and uh, people can come talk to him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just not the day before the race. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, just yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, there'll be there'll be we want to have a sport tech section, for example. You know, all the wearables and all of that sort of genre of sport. Um, uh, you know, technology is growing so rapidly. Like, um, there's there's room to create different sections and stuff within the expo and sort of have themed areas and stuff like that. Um, but so we're going to spend a lot of time on that. Um, uh, the, the the rest of the criteria sort of uh, is mostly course related. Um, not the rest of the criteria. So the criteria that um, that we need to meet is course related. Some of that revolves around it being an accessible course. Um, so it you know it has to be friendly to wheelchair races. It has to be um, smooth. Um, it can't be on cobblestones, boardwalks like we used to. We won't have a bridge through Park Street over through Hyde Park over over Park Street anymore. It'll be a straight run up the road from. Macquarie Street to Oxford Street, really nice and smooth. So there's some significant changes that we're making on the course um, that will tick a, a few of the boxes. Um, so they're sort of the main ones, really. Um, and then it's just a, there's criteria around format in that the marathon has to be the feature event of the day is, is how it's termed. Um, oops, was I meant to say that? Anyway, um, so the, we're playing around with the format a little bit. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the um, criteria to meet are a bit big community-based ones, like having people on the course, having the big expo, like making it. It's not just the marathon that's on the day. It's the the whole week and the whole event that's happening, um, which is what makes a world major, I guess, because when you go to another marathon, they're just not like that. There's a marathon on, people running through the streets, and they're like, oh, what's happening here? Where you go to a world major, they know what's going on. So... I think it is time to start pushing these half marathon runners towards, towards the marathon yeah. and uh, and, yeah, and get everyone out there and, and really making this a big event. We should have a new segment, shame, shame the half marathoner every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any, any athlete I coach now, um, they're not allowed to do half marathon. If they send me the half marathon result, I don't care. Block Rima. <laughs> I, I, I did come up with a funny term for a campaign, but it got knocked back by the marketing team. But um, apparently, we'll say it anyway. <laughs> politically correct. I, I, I was calling the grow some campaign, but um, <laughs> I um, it got knocked back. So anyway, that's just a, an internal sort of um, term yeah. for the campaign. But um, <laughs> yes, it's uh, yeah. Sorry, but I forgot a couple of things on the course too, like and, and a couple of other things we're we're, we're going to do. This sort of to, to try and support runners to come and, and race while we're a candidate event, especially internationals who, you know, might think about just waiting until we're in, um, you know, we might think about waiting until we're a major before coming down because, you know, it's not cheap to travel to Australia from overseas. Um, you know, we're developing a loyalty program that will apply to anyone who runs in the candidacy years where we will guarantee um, entry for several years after we become a major so you know they, these things will fill up quick once we do so there's we, we're going to do guaranteed spots as incentives we're going to have loyalty programs um, with a whole host of benefits and things like that to try and just you know just just create more reasons um you know more incentives for people to come down you don't want to be missing out on that yes definitely no. um there's definitely you guys seem like you're doing all the right things and it's uh it's it's very exciting. I think it's it's so exciting. Like just me as a, a marathon runner, like 
I would love, I've always wanted to have a, I see the, the British people with the London Marathon and the Americans with, with theirs and I've always wished that Australia had something like that because it is just, you, you yeah. create your whole year around that. So um, I'm looking forward to this and, and I can't wait till it's done. I can't either. I mean, it's a lot of work to do and, you know, you guys, working with you guys to, to talk about it. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of the elite athletes, you know, your colleagues, Robbo, um, are, are supportive of what we're doing and are on board to promote the event, you know, wherever they go um, and especially in Australia. But, um, you know, I want to just unite the running community, you know, like and, and just just get that message out there all the time. This is Australia's World Marathon Majors. Let's do it. Come and make history together. Like come and run. Come and run the next few years or in Candacy. I mean, let's get it here because once it's here, it's like I said at the, at the start, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, that's it. Like Brett and I are from, we live in Melbourne, and we're we're so so excited about this. You know, in previous years, we'd be taking the piss out of people living in Sydney, but you know, this is, <laughs> it's like, we're we're going to reap the benefits funny, of this. So, you know, yeah. Well, you will know, right? Because there's always a friendly rivalry between Melbourne and Sydney, and especially Melbourne running clubs and Sydney running clubs, and 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 especially plus. Um, you know, Melbourne Marathon and Sydney Marathon, you know, who's got the better marathon and all of this, right? They're, and they're, every marathon's different, so they're all good. And Melbourne's a great marathon too. But, you know, we've got to add one in in the next – like next, this year, next year, whatever, you've got to just slot another one in. Um, I'm not saying – I'm not saying to people, don't run your home state marathon. I'm saying add Sydney to the program. Definitely possible. I think there, there's some uh, – that's some great finishing words. Maybe. Even if even if, even if you just, if you want to race Melbourne, say, come and jog Sydney. Yep. We just need finishes. I don't care what yeah, time yeah. you do. Mm, definitely, definitely. Good. It'd use it as cool. training. Use it as your long run. Yeah, as long as you're under yeah. the cutoff, which is seven hours. That's by another extra hour on the cutoff too, by the way. Um, seven hours, so you should be right. Three hundred thousand yeah. people on the course. Why wouldn't you want to jog around that? Yeah, exactly. That's a fun long run. So <laughs> definitely, music, totally. people cheering, it'd be really good. But. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you. I think we've uh, covered forgot, pretty much everything. I forgot, to, I forgot to mention, actually, that we are also launching the Australian Marathon Champs, so we're hosting that again this year. Um, and actually, first time ever, this is this is a, an exclusive for you guys, unless I talked to someone else before. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to be launching, first time ever, the Australian Age Group Marathon Championships and the Australian Clubs Marathon Championships. Never been done before. Um, age group marathon chance, if you think about it, right, you know, triathlon's been doing this forever, and it doesn't matter how old you are if you're a triathlete, you can still compete at the Australian Champs and win a medal, right? You can't do that. You can't do that in the Australian Marathon Champs until now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, that's I never gonna, thought about it. Yeah, that's going to be a really great incentive for the club runners who – you know, they're not going to make who, – who don't make a, a state team, why would they come up, right? Now they can come up, they can race their, their you know, their mates um, from around Australia and win an Australian championship medal, a proper Australian championship medal. And the same with the clubs. Okay, the clubs can now go head-to-head. Let's yeah, see who's exactly. the best. <laughs> That'll sort it, won't it? You know? <laughs> exactly. Now you've got to come up. You've got to come up. <laughs> So that's exciting. That's exciting news too. So that, and hopefully, you know, any, we're trying to do just do some things a little bit differently, trying to make it exciting and interesting for people to want to come up um, and support our goals to make the World Marathon Majors. Yeah. Well, we're um, we're partnering with, with Sydney for the for the next few months. So we'll be releasing all the information and um, any news as it comes. But I think that's a great little uh, starter for everyone to and kind of get them. Get Sydney on their radar and 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 really put put it in their calendar. I think. I think after all this talk after debut, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just and just keep 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 on top of it all. You know, like we'll be. You know, we, you'll see our communications. You won't miss it. We're we're going to be everywhere. But just come along, guys. Um, you know, listeners, come along, come run, jog, a race, do the um, age group champs, do nationals, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, just come and be a part of history. That's it, guys. You heard it. Thanks a lot, Wayne. No worries, guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you. You too. Thanks, Thanks, Wayne. All right. We are back. hope you enjoyed that one from Wayne. Um, on to everybody's favourite segment. I think we've seen it on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. I can't be bothered doing that joke anymore. 
Tim Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> Decoy threw you off the scent. <laughs> um, it's been a tough week. People are, now that we're doing the video. Yeah. Everyone's, no one's, everyone's like, oh, I have to fucking be straight edge on, all the, on Instagram. All the influencers have stopped giving us stuff. We've, we were, you know, we, we, Brett and I are often sending a, each other funny stuff. Um, but we have landed with a couple of good ones. Um, so mine is the... It came up uh, on on my feed. I got sent to it. It got it sent to me um, as well. But it's a woman breaking the Guinness World of Records uh, 100 meter sprint on her hands and legs. So hands yeah. and feet. She's crawling. Um, and when I first saw her, I couldn't believe that it was Guinness World Records because it looked too slow. Mm. Like I just would have thought that you know. And I'm just looking at it. Obviously, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about because it must be really hard. But I was looking at it just going, that doesn't seem like a Guinness World Record. She's broken it for 100 meters because it just looks sort of slow. Um, so what I wanted to do was- Are you about to the, go for the world record? Is this what we're, you're about to announce? I was, you just ruined my joke. I was, about, <laughs> I was, I was just about to say, um, you know, I've, I've agreed uh, with Brett that Brett will be um, giving it a shot at, the, <laughs> at Waverley tomorrow. <laughs> I've been building up the whole thing and you've just cut <laughs> me right off. The joke's ruined. Um, oh, I used fuck. to follow, no, I didn't follow him, but I used to just see him come up on Instagram a few times. A guy that was like, he was gone through like day one of walking on all fours. Yeah. And like, I don't know, he got up to like a few, I don't know, 500 days or something before, like last one I saw. I is this like, as in that's all he... No, no. So he would train. He'd, yeah. He would like go to training and do it. Yeah. And like doing all these exercises, like he'd have buckets of rice and he's like twisting his like hand in it. It's so like strengthening his forearms, wow. doing all these things and like practicing and then and like full running and like handstands and everything. And it's like he got like so good at it. Yeah. Like he... he yeah. And but his like arms were like... As big as mine were <laughs> in that video photo. <laughs> you know, I've just started laughing at the thought of imagine me tomorrow at Waverley. Everyone's doing their like you know hip flexor activation, glute activation, and all that, and we're like about to start, and I've got the chalk, and I'm going like, <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the start line, and like bitters and collars are going, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm just doing this rep on all fours, <laughs> <laughs> just getting down." <laughs> oh shit! It takes a bit of coordination, though. I think. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Because it's like you know, uh, an animal that's on. There's a word for them. Animals that go on all fours. I don't know what it is. Fuck. I think it's animorph or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. I don't know. Anyway, they obviously are made to like run, and you watch it, and it's just like so. Yeah. Like whereas humans, uh, no, what is the? I think it's by something. Bi, we are biopedes or fuck. I hate. We're biopedes. Yeah, yeah. biopedes. Uh, what did you say? Well, I don't know. What I, said, <laughs> I don't know what you said. One thing that me and you need to stop doing is brainstorming things we know <laughs> fuck all about on the podcast. I'm, it's always wrong. And all the people, there'll be some scientists listening in their car going, these guys are dickheads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's yours? Um, mine, yeah, these, mine's terrible to be honest. Like, it's just. <laughs> I just had nothing this week, so I went through our DMs and found one that was sent in. So <laughs> you can't say that. Jeez, you really do have low iron. You've lost all your enthusiasm. <laughs> nah, so there's a guy running on a treadmill and he has like the whole rack of weights behind him and he's strapped and he's strapped it. Yeah, this is your kind of one. Like doing exercise with stupid weights around it. Yeah. And he's got yeah, he's got like a thing around a belt around him strapped to the weights and he's just running on the spot in the treadmill. So the, the weights aren't moving at all. The weights are doing nothing. He just is running on the treadmill. So stupid. Yeah. So stupid. But yeah, we'll put them into a video for you and everyone can have a good little laugh and, and let, let us know if you think Joel can break this world record. <laughs> <laughs> How many things? Can I at least, if I'm going to do that, can I at least like do a um, like kill two birds with one stone and do the like win the trail race and that I have to go <laughs> yeah, do? You know, yes. I, have to, I have to win a trail race. I've just I've told Nath Pierce I have to go beat him in the trail race <laughs> and I now have to do that. Maybe I have to finish the last like 200 meters of the trail race on all fours yeah. and in that in that time, Nath Pierce comes back past me. <laughs> do you want to address the uh, hate mail you got? <laughs> <laughs> um. I thought it was a quite an enthousi enthusiastic piece from him. <laughs> uh, no, it was for anyone who follows me on Instagram or uh, did you end up retweeting it? Oh, no, no. Hannah Bassick retwe retweeted something about it. Um, no, some guy uh, sent uh, uh, tweeted. Um, what was it? What did he say again? It was. I want to know who Brett Robinson's manager is um, because I don't think like, he's aware like how bad it is. Uh, Joel is Joel is for his brand or something. Yeah, like, Joel, yeah. like how bad I am for your brand. Like who is your manager? Um, and then like followed it up by saying I'm new to the sport, but I don't think anyone is. Uh, 
more annoying than Joel, you know, more sufferable mm. than Joel. And I read it and I was like, I agreed. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. You know what? I put on my story, I reckon I had like 200 replies and a lot of, you could definitely tell who my mates were because all my mates were replying going, oh, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. And then there were like people that don't know me who were like, fuck that guy. Sport. <laughs> then there's a fair few going like, no, it's the other way around. <laughs> um, but yeah, got to take it in your stride. Pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. I wonder if he's like, I wonder where he got that um, impression. Well, probably listening to the podcast, yeah. I reckon. What have taken, you said? What have you said that wouldn't to, have taken him long? Yeah. It's like it's like episode one. Hey guys, welcome to. He got fuck. <laughs> I fucking hate him. No, he's only heard the uh, the episode when I introduced myself as Joel. Okay, and he's like I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> he's, like, he's like fuck this guy. I fucking hate him, and he's got it mixed up. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. Um, yeah, it was fun. Like my schoolmates were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" They're like. What's his fucking address? We'll go fuck. And they were like really, and I was like, that's so cute because they're like, like they take the piss out of me all the time. And it's the one of those things. It's like only we can bully Joel. It's like who's this stranger? But no, it's funny. I suppose when you put, you know, we're podcasting is one of those things where you put yourself into the public domain in the same way that we take the fucking piss out of um, people. You know, when people are posting, you know, influences and stuff. Yeah. If we think we are free of. Um, criticism or whatever. It's like, no, you know, yeah. someone wants to tweet and say, so I'm a, send it in. I'm a fucking yeah. <laughs> Stop bringing them in. I want to see more tweets. A lot of people were messaging and going, fuck, that's when you know you've made it, when you've got a like, yeah. full hater online. But no, it's, uh, it's all in a, a bit of jest, as they say. Yeah. Um, Dave McNeil, part, part two, two coming, coming out. out. And then <laughs> <laughs> part two coming out this week. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. That's all we got for you. That's all we got this, this week. We'll be back <laughs> next week with. Yeah, with a little bit more iron in Brett's system, yes, hopefully. Hopefully. A bit more enthusiasm hopefully. from you. Yeah. If anyone knows where to get a good steak, let me know. It will. Uh, Any butchers out there? Sassy is going to be um, doing the color grading in the in the video, and she's going to have to be like putting heaps of color in you. Yeah, you are yeah, like white as a ghost right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. See you guys. See you next week.